Good evening. I'm Pastor Steve Talbert, and I want to welcome you to our Spread Bread Bible Study. Uh, this is an exciting time where we get into the Word of God and take away uh, practical principles that we can apply to our lives on a daily basis. And so let's start out with prayer. Lord God, we just thank you right now for this time uh, together. Lord God, we just thank you for everyone who's joining us, uh, whether they're at home uh, watching us on YouTube or they're on their mobile device. Lord God, we just thank you. We praise you right now for everyone uh, that will be uh, viewing this, that they will be blessed, that they will receive from you the tools that they need to live a victorious Christian life. We just thank you right now for wisdom, knowledge, understanding, might, counsel, the fear of the Lord, the anointing of God, and the kingdom sermon, and the tongue are learned, that we should know how to speak a word in season to those that are bound. So God, we just thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Once again, I'm Pastor Steve Talbert, and I'm so excited to be with you. We honor our Apostle Willie Talbert and Apostle Mamie Talbert, uh, in our, who are our senior leaders. Uh, and so let's jump into the Word of God. Tonight, uh, we're going to be talking about faith over fear, faith over fear. And so as you can see, we have quite a few scriptures that we'll uh, start out with. Uh, and the reason why this is so important to understand faith over fear uh, is that uh, Satan uses fear. He uses fear to tear us apart, to destroy us. Uh, as Jesus even said in John 10, Jesus said that the devil comes to steal, to kill and destroy, but he came that we might have life and have it more abundant. And so uh, when you think about that, uh, you, you have to understand that Satan can't do anything to you. He can't do anything to you apart from your fear of him. Uh, and, and he's not as powerful as God is. And so God, uh, God, God loves when we walk in faith, when we live in faith, uh, because faith allows God the opportunity uh, to move in our lives even more. It, it, it gives God the invitation. When we have a heart that's full of faith, believe in God, uh, it, it just makes God so happy uh, to see his children believe in his promises, to taking them at his word. And so we need to understand that uh, faith moves God because faith is in God. And, and so faith moves Satan because fear, fear moves Satan rather, because fear is in Satan. And so we want to live by faith. We want to we wanna walk by faith and not by sight. And so I want to start out with this quote by uh, Apostle Fred, the late Apostle Fred Price. Uh, he says, if Satan can keep you in the sense realm, he will destroy you. But if you keep him in the faith realm, you'll put him under your feet. And so that is really just indicating uh, us under, when we walk in faith, we understand who we are. Our identity is solid, it's firm. Uh, we're secure in our identity as believers. And, and so we're able to keep Satan under our feet where he belongs. But if we walk in the sense realm, the sense realm, you know, the five senses, uh, if we walk in that realm where, where we're, we're guided, where our whole existence is, is moved by what we can perceive in our senses, uh, then we'll actually be destroyed because we'll always be afraid of something. We'll, we'll always have anxiety. We'll always be depressed because we're walking in the sense realm. We're not walking in a faith realm. And the sense realm relies on the flesh, but the faith realm is relying on the Holy Spirit. Uh, and so 
let's get into our scriptures. And so Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, uh, verses 1 to 3 says this. Now, faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For our ancestors want God's approval by it. But then it says, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by God's command so that what is seen has been made from things that are not visible. All right. That's Hebrews 11 uh, verses 1 to 3. Then our next scripture, which is Psalms uh, 118 verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? And then Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 verses uh, 14 to, to 17, 14 to 15, and then verse 17. Uh, and so let's get here, Isaiah 54 verse 14 says this, in righteousness, you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression for you shall not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. And then verse 15, verse 15 says what? If anyone stirs up strife, it is not for me. Come on. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not for me. Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. And then verse 17, and this one everybody should know. No weapon that is formed that is fashioned against you shall succeed and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication, their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then let's go to Hebrews, Hebrews 10, 38, Hebrews 10, 38 says, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Then uh, Hebrews 13, verse 6 says, So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. Reiterating what was said in Psalm 118. Amen. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. And so we, so that really uh, helps us to really understand where that quote that I shared from Apostle Price, where that quote comes from. It comes from those, it's influenced by those scriptures, which pretty much tells us that we can be confident, we can be secure in God. We don't have to fear. We don't have to dread our existence. We don't have to dread day to day. Uh, and then I love how in Isaiah 54, he says that if someone stirs up strife, it's not for me. You know how how people uh, you hear people say, "Well, uh, the Lord, uh, the Lord did this. The Lord took him home. The Lord did this. The Lord did that." No, it says that if anything bad comes, it's not from me. It's not from God. It's not from God. And so, who is it from? It's from the other guy. And so, when you begin to understand our position as believers and you begin to understand what we have, the security that we have in God and the scriptures that uh, we shared, especially uh, Psalm 118 verse 6 and then Hebrews 13 verse 6 
uh, which which says that the Lord is. And let's let's go back. Psalm one eighteen verse six says what? The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on your side. Okay, I will not fear. What can man do to me? And then what did uh, Hebrews thirteen Hebrews thirteen uh, verse six say? Hebrews thirteen verse six says what? So we can confidently say, we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Takes it one step further in clarification. The Lord is my helper. And so we, so we need to always realize that the basis of our faith, the basis of our faith is in God. It's not in our ability. But it is in God. It is in God's promise, God's God's covenant with us. We are in an everlasting covenant with God because of Jesus Christ. And because of Jesus Christ, we can be confident that we do not have to fear. We have no reason to fear. No matter what reports we get, no matter what your bank account looks like, no matter what the news says, you can be confident in God that you have no reason to fear. Let that sink in. You have no reason to fear. And so our first thing to think about is this when it comes to faith over fear. And, uh, and, and let's, let's look at this because this is going to really, in Mark 4, verse 41, Sunday we used Mark 4, 39. Now let's let's see what happened afterwards. And so in Mark 4, verse 41, uh, we see where the disciples, after Jesus calmed the sea, it says they were terrified and asked one another, Who then is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. And so Jesus was so confident in his identity, he was so confident in his relationship with God that he could confidently command the wind in the sea and it had to obey him they didn't understand because they were in the sense realm the sense realm said the the winds are blowing boisterous says that the sea is the water is coming into the boat you know the the, the sea is coming into the boat we're going to drown we're going to sink we're surely going to going to be capsized Something's something bad is going to happen. If if it could, if anything bad can happen, it, it will. But Jesus, because he was confident in his relationship with God, he did not have to fear. He did not have to be afraid. And even after he looked at them, because they were still in the throes of fear, and he said, he said to them, "Why are you so afraid? Why are you, remember verse thirty nine from Sunday?" He said, why are you so afraid? Oh, you of little faith. And in, in Matthew's version of the story, he says, why don't you have any faith? Having little faith is, is sometimes just as bad as having no faith because you're not putting, you're not actually putting anything behind it. Because see, you can have a mustard seed, but if you don't use it, it's useless. If you don't, if you don't put it out there, take the risk. 
And sometimes faith is risk. And we need to we need to understand and actually be comfortable with the fact that sometimes faith is risk. But guess what? In Joel, what, what it says, it says that they that trust in him, he won't never be put to shame. They won't you won't be put a put to shame. If you trust in God, you won't be put to shame. But fear based in senses. When you live in a sense realm, based on your sense, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can taste, what you can touch, what, what you, when you live in your, in your sense realm, then anything will, th will just throw you off. It'll throw your day off. Today, here in Jersey, it was, it was cloudy. Yesterday, it stormed. And some people wake up and that will just throw their whole day in the garbage because they're living based on the senses. Oh, it's cloudy outside. So today is not going to be a good day. It's going to be rough today. People ask you, how you doing? Oh, it's rough. Nothing even happened to you yet. But because it's cloudy outside and, or maybe raining, you say, oh, it's rough. Your, 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 your confession, remember, your confession, your confession will either put you over or put you under. You'll either be over, you'll either overcome by faith or you will be overcome living in fear. You'll either overcome by faith or you will be overcome by living in fear. And so you have to decide. You have to decide what kind of existence do you want to live? Do you want to live an overcoming existence or do you want to live defeated? Do you want to be overcome? We have to decide. We have to face the facts. We have to, we have to face the facts that we have a choice in this. We have a choice which way our day goes. We can turn the tide, but you have to decide. And not enough Christians are willing to move from being a Christian to becoming a believer. A lot of people say they're Christians, but not everybody is a believer. There's a difference. Christians, some Christians can live in the sense realm because they just go to church. But when you move further in, right? You move further in to that relationship to where now, okay, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. All right. I'm a believer. Sunny, rainy, whatever. I'm a believer. All right. That's different because that's, that's believers are God's ride or die. You think about Daniel and his friends, right? You think about, you think about how uh, the, the three they call them three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Uh, they, when they were faced with the fiery furnace, okay, they were willing to put their lives on the line to prove that God is God. And that the idol is just that, an idol. It's just a statue. They were willing. Or in, and that's what you need to, when a believer, when you are a believer, how how much how much are you willing to put on a line for God? 
to, to actually live out your faith in God? Are you willing to look foolish? Are you willing to look foolish? I mean, you think about, and this is a classic story, Noah. You think about Noah and how Noah, you know, he's building a boat for years. He's just building. No rain, but he's just building because he heard God. He heard a word from God that it was going to rain. He had instructions from God on how to build the ark. And he's building and building. And people are walking by and looking at him every day, building and saying, what's he doing? Who, who's that guy over there? People come visit you. Who's that guy over there? Oh, that's just crazy, Noah. What's he doing? He said, it's going to rain. Is he real? It never rained. I mean, he's look, he's being ridiculed by, could you imagine that? He's being ridiculed by people, even probably some close family ridiculing him, wondering, what are you doing? I'm pretty sure his son's probably, dad, 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 could you stop? Could you stop building a boat and take that thing down? Stop building that thing. We we look crazy. And, it's, and he's just determined because he had a word from God. He had one word from God that it was going to rain. And so you need to ask yourself, how much are you willing to put online for the Lord to prove your faith in God, to, to prove that you believe God and you take him at his word? And so what is faith? What is faith? Okay. And so let's look at Hebrews again. Hebrews, let's look at Hebrews again. Uh, and so, as we talked about earlier, we read these verses earlier, uh, where Hebrews 1, Hebrews 11, Hebrews 11, verse 1 to 3, said, Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. It's the reality. It's the substance. Remember Sunday. Faith is the substance. It's the reality of what is hoped for the proof of what is not seen, for by it our, el our ancestors won God's approval. They won God's approval, our ancestors. I know you see ancestors and you're probably like, I don't know about my ancestors. No, it's talking about our ancestors in the faith, in our, in our relationship with God. For, for our ancestors won God's approval by it. Uh, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by God's command, his words, okay? So that what is so that what is seen has been made from things that are not visible. What is seen was made from things that are not visible. And then let's go to verse four. Verse four says what? By faith, Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did, by faith, he was approved, again, they received the word approved, as a righteous man because God approved his gifts. And even though he is dead, he still speaks through his faith. And then let's look at verse five. Verse five says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so he did not experience death. And he was not to be found because God took him away 
for prior to his removal, he was approved since he had pleased God. And then let's look at verse six. Verse six says, now without faith, it is impossible to please God for the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and rewards those who seek him. And so the only time where there are only two times where we see where God actually took somebody and that is Enoch and Elijah. All right, Enoch and Elijah, and they did not die. They were taken away. They were taken by God. Enoch walked with God. And then it says in Genesis, and he was not for God took him. Now this happened because he lived in such a, such a, a vibrant faith. That's why it says by faith, Enoch was taken. That's why it says by faith, Enoch was taken away so he so that he did not experience death. And he was not to be found because God took him away. Imagine walking with God in such fellowship with God and such your heart is just so mm, and just passionate about God to where God just says, you know what? You're not going to die. I'm just going to take you. I'm just going, we're going to walk together. I'm going to just bring you in. I'm just going to bring you into my dimension, into my place. That is amazing. That is, and, and it said, and we, we're reading about his testimony. Think about this. And, and we talk about the men and women of God in the past, right? Think about your faith and your walk with God. And, and just think about, are you consistent enough in your walk with God and your faith in God to where years from now, people will still be talking about your faith? I think about uh, I think about the different men and, and women of God that we talk about. I think about uh, the Arturo Skinners, who was uh, an apostle based out of uh, out of here, the Northeast uh, of America. Uh, I think about uh, William Seymour, who was one of the pioneers and one of the catalysts for the Azusa Street Revival. I think about Amy Simple McPherson and, and what she did. God used her at a time where women were not even seen as, as individuals who, who could get notoriety for something that didn't involve sex. In the age of Mae West, there was an Amy Simple McPherson on the other side of Los Angeles that was ministering to people and opened up, opened up one of the biggest facilities to take care of people during the Great Depression. And we're still talking about that today. It still stands today. If you go to Los Angeles, the Dream Center, it's, it's called the Dream Center right now. But the Dream Center and Angeles Temple were, were ministries that were founded by Amy Simple McPherson and are still in existence. And so ask yourself, when I'm gone, Will people still talk about my faith? And so you got to think about that. And you got to think about the example that the scriptures gives us concerning faith. And, it, and it's not, 
it's not saying measure up to Steve's standard. No, measure up to God's word, okay? Because that's where our, our understanding of faith comes from is God's word. It doesn't come from as much as we do respect the Amos, Amy Simple McPherson's and the Arturo Skinner's and William Seymour's and Smith Wigglesworth's and all the other men and women of God. We, we respect them. We, we admire their example, but we don't, that is not where the primary basis for our faith comes from. Could you think about if we let an individual, if we let individuals, human beings, if we let them be the main source of our faith, could you imagine when they disappoint us, when they let us down, could you imagine what would happen? I mean, I don't know about you. There, there was a, a, a man of God some years ago that I, I respected. I, I followed his ministry, and he fell into sin. And I was a I was a young believer, but because I let my faith, I, my relationship with God was like it was like, oh man, this guy, this guy, you know, like he was he's a great man of God. He was a great man of God. And I let it be too big in my life to where when he fell, all of a sudden, I pushed away too. But if I had let my faith, the foundation for my faith, be in God and his word, not in a person who is being used by God, but in God and his word, then when that person fell into sin, I would not have been as affected as I was. I mean, I was heartbroken. But it was because I, instead of putting my focus mainly on God and his word, it was on that person. I wanted to be like that person because they were, they were younger, you know, they were younger and they were, God was using them mightily. And I admired them too much. But I should be more into God and his word than I am to a personality. That, that is, that's the reality. I mean, that, that's why a lot of people, I mean, yeah, there have been some major exposures of, of ministries, of pastors and, and all sorts of things and leaders. And, and it's, it's not good. It's disappointing. But if we had the right perspective when it came to our faith our relationship with god then when that individual falls or, or when there's an exposure or anything then instead of it our relationship with god being affected in an adverse way we will be unaffected and we will be praying for their recovery or restoration that what god will bring them back into right relationship and right fellowship with them and that he would help them to live out a delivered life, completely set free, because it, it's, it's very important that in order for us to really be established in our faith, okay, we we have to, we have to, we, we cannot fall into idol worship or hero worship. Okay, we can't fall into hero worship which is idol worship. 
And so when we live in faith, the other thing to note is this, is that when we live in faith, then God will be able to use us the way he wants to use us. In in same story, like there was a, a woman of God, her name was Mama Jenkins. And I'm pretty sure I shared the story uh, in the past, but Mama Jenkins, a great woman of God, God used her to work miracles. And she would spend time with us when she came to town. And I remember in one particular case, um, she came to town and, and my parents went out with her uh, that Sunday night and my mom came back from from going out with her out to dinner and she said oh mama jenkins wanted me to tell you something and i said what mom and she said because mama jenkins knew you know when it came to like the different men and women of god of the past you know i was like tell me about them because she she knew these people she knew the or roberts she she knew the lester summerall she knew these people she sat and ate with them and and talked with them and I was just like, wow, you're she's a living legend, you know? And I would just want to hear more and more stories about them when I was with her. And she said, tell Steve that their time, as much as he respects them, and they, they did their thing, but as much as he respects them, their time has come and gone, and his time is yet to come. And I was, I was about probably uh, 12 or 13 at the time. And she, she told my parents that. And I'm like, when she said that, I'm like, oh, wow. Wow. She, she said that. And I'm like, wow. Like, that was, and I remember that every time. I remember that because I don't want to fall into that hero worship again. I respect them, yes, and I learn from their example. But their example is not my standard. My standard is God's word. Okay? And so let's talk about fear. What is fear? All right? And so these are some scriptures we're going to use in talking about what is fear. And so let's look at uh, Matthew 14, verse 30 to 32 says, and hey, but when he saw the strength of the wind, this talking about Peter, when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. He was in a sense realm. Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him and said to him, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And let's look at the parallel of that in Mark 4, 39 to 40. It says, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, silence, be still. The wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Then he said to them, why are you fearful? Do you still have no faith? Do you still have no faith? And so we have to see one thing here in, in verse 41. Again, we shared this in the beginning. 
And they were terrified and asked one another, who then is this? Even the women in the sea obey him. And so when we look at for math, Mark 4, 39 to 40, there's one thing I, I need you to understand is this, is that when you are in faith, there is no room for fear. When you are in faith, there is no room for fear. That is why he says to them, he says, why are you fearful? But you say, hey, Peter, but Peter walked. Peter walked on the water for a bit. Yeah, but when he saw the wind, what, what did it say in, Mark, in Matthew? It says that when he saw the strength of the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink out. He cried, Lord, save me. That And so when you are in faith, there is no room for fear. Because if there was room for fear, even though he saw the strength of the wind and he was afraid, he would have still been walking. But because when you are in faith, there's no room for fear, they can't occupy the same space at the same time in your heart. They can't. Mm -mm. One has to be the overriding factor in your heart. And so if so, in this case, it turned from faith to fear. And that is when he began to sink down and cry out. But had he kept his eyes focused on Jesus and Jesus's word, his command to come, Jesus had already authorized him to break to break natural law, to transcend rather natural law and walk on water. I don't know if you've ever tried to walk on a swimming pool in the summer. It ain't happening. You ain't walking on, I know I used improper grammar, but you ain't walking on water in the summer. But in this case, Jesus had, when he said, come, that authorized Peter to step into another dimension and transcend natural law and walk on the water just like Jesus was walking on the water. That's something that doesn't happen in the natural. It happens in the spirit and affects what happens in the natural. And so he transcends, he's authorized that by that come, by saying come, he's authorized to transcend natural law and walk on the water. But then all of a sudden he's, when he saw the strength of the wind and he was afraid, he snapped back into the sense realm, into the natural realm. And that means that now he is now limited by the natural laws. He's limited by natural laws. He's no longer walking in the spirit. He's now walking in the flesh, according to his senses. And he begins to sink because now he is, he is, uh, he is subject to natural law which says you cannot actually walk on that liquid 
such density of a liquid. You can't you can't walk on water like that. It's and also the law of gravity is at work. What comes up must come down. And so that is why their fear and faith cannot occupy. They cannot occupy the same space at the same time. One has to be the dominant. It has to be the overriding force. Okay? And so let's look at how faith works. So how does faith work? How does faith work? And so one, we need to understand that faith comes by hearing, okay? Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes. It's It comes in to your heart, all right? It comes into your heart by hearing the word of God, all right? And, and that, that's what the King James says. Now, in other translations, uh, it says by hearing the word of Christ because it's putting it in context of the, the verses before that, which is talking about salvation and how we, we get saved. We get saved because we heard the word concerning salvation in Jesus Christ. And so we have faith to believe that that applies to us and we receive Jesus Christ as Lord. And we are saved. All right. And so, again, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the same way that we got saved because we heard the word of God concerning salvation in Jesus Christ, we can also receive healing, all right, by hearing the word of God concerning the promise of healing to God's people. All right. By searching out the scriptures concerning healing for God's people and hearing it. Okay. So that means that you can't just think it. You have to hear it. All right. You have to he hear it. All right. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. All right. It comes by hearing and hearing, which means you cannot just hear it one time. Sometimes, you know, the breakthrough don't come just like that. So you have to keep hearing until the breakthrough comes. Keep hearing. Stay in faith until the breakthrough comes. All right. There, there's so many times where uh, where people are believing for something, but then they 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 stop believing for it because circumstances may intensify all right circumstances intensify and because just like peter you see the strength of the wind your senses kick in your senses govern the way you believe and 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 because you let that happen you let your senses govern the way you believe and because you're hearing the reports or or seeing that things are getting worse instead of getting better you start to doubt Okay, you start to doubt, and when you start to doubt, then you start to actually step outside of faith, 
all right, into that realm of fear where you fear that things are not going to work out, that maybe it's just not my time. You, you start to walk in fear and start to allow fear to now play games and tricks on your mind. And, and you got to be careful because it's at that pivotal moment where if you speak out of your mouth, if your words begin to line up with that spirit of fear, it will usher in what you dread even faster. Tell me how I know. And so we, so then the next thing to remember is this faith is developed through meditating and acting on God's word. Faith is developed through meditating and acting on God's word. Why do you think that God told Joshua, he told Joshua, he said to meditate on the word day and night. He said, this book of the law shall not depart. It shall not depart from before your eyes, but you will meditate on it day and night. Because you have to make a decision as to what you, what outcome you want. What outcome do you want? Do you want to be prosperous and successful in leading these people? Or do you want to be overrun by these people? Do you want to be defeated by mob mentality when things go rough? Do you want to be defeated by the enemies that are surrounding you? Because you got a big job ahead of you, Joshua. So you have to decide what kind of outcome do you want? What kind of existence do you want to live? You choose. When Moses was walking around, when he was living, what, what did we see in Deuteronomy? Where it says that I set before you this day blessing and cursing, life and death, blessing and cursing. But then what does he say? Choose life that you and your children, that you and your peeps can live. So you, things don't just happen. You, you can choose. You can choose to live an overcoming life. You can choose to be victorious over situations. You can choose. The devil doesn't want you to know that. He wants you to think that things just happen. He wants you to think that things are outside of your control. But you can choose. Choose life. Choose life. All right? I don't know who this is for, but you can choose. Choose life. Stop choosing death. Stop choosing defeat. Stop choosing. Stop choosing what God has not promised you. God did not promise you strife. He said what in Isaiah 54? Strife is not from me. Strife is not from me. Trouble is not from me. So if you can choose, you can choose, all right? You actually do have a say-so in how your life goes. 
And when you live by faith, and living by faith is living in the spirit, all right? It's living governed by the Holy Spirit. When you live by faith, then you will start to see you got options. When you're going through something, you will see you got options. It ain't it ain't out of your control. You got options. What will you choose? All right. And so faith is developed through meditating and acting on a word of God. And so that is the important uh, importance of hearing and hearing. All right. That is the importance of hearing and hearing. And so let's let's go into uh, into our scriptures. All right. And I'm about to wrap it up for tonight. But in James, James 2, verse 17 to 19, uh, it says what? In the same way, faith, if it doesn't have works, is dead by itself. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you faith from my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe. Mm. The demons also believe and they shudder. And so what does the next scripture say? It says what? Foolish man, are you willing to learn that faith without works is useless? Faith without works is useless? Wasn't Abraham our father justified by works when he offered his son on the altar? You see that faith was active together. Faith was active together with his works. And by works, faith was perfected. And so faith and works are not apart from each other but they are active together, all right? And by works, your faith is complete. It is perfected. That's what the word perfected means. It means complete. It's complete. It's brought to maturity. It's complete. So faith and works come together. They're power duo, okay? They are power duo in the life of the believer, faith and works. All right. And so when they are together, they complete each other. And so I cannot just say I got faith, but I got nothing to show for it. I can't just say I've done stuff, but I got no faith. I do because I believe. All right. I do because I believe. And so in the next scripture, it says what? It says, so the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness and he was called God's friend. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. All right, and so I'm going to wrap it up here, and we will continue on next week, uh, continuing our lesson on faith over fear, faith over fear. And so I pray that uh, you've gotten enough tools from tonight's 
lesson uh, so that you can, can begin to walk out uh, what we've talked about, uh, that you can begin to actually have an active faith, all right? You can begin to live out your faith and understand it's not just by saying, I believe God, I believe God, but you ain't doing nothing. No, but it is when your faith, your belief in God is met by your obedience, all right? Or faith actions, all right? And so, Lord God, I just thank you uh, for your people. I thank you for everything that you're doing in the lives of your people. I thank you, Lord, that, that they will begin to experience, that we'll all begin to experience what it means to live in faith and trust you instead of living in fear, guided by our senses. So God, we choose today to not be guided solely by our senses, but we choose to live in step with the Holy Spirit and move by faith and not by sight. So God, we just thank you right now that as we trust you in all things, as we trust you in all things, God, and as we give you full access to our lives. Yes, that's what faith does. Faith gives God full access to your life. As we give you full access to our lives, you will demonstrate your goodness before the whole world to see. And so God, we just thank you. We praise you right now for the testimonies that will be shared by your people as a result of living out their faith in you, trusting you completely, having complete confidence in you, relying on you. Yes, God, we just thank you for your people that will trust in you with all their heart, leaning not into their own understanding, but in all their ways, acknowledge you and you direct their path. God, we just thank you right now and we glorify you for what you're doing in the lives of your people. And, and so in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I encourage you uh, that if you do uh, if you are been blessed by Yes Lord Ministries, if you've been blessed by us in, in our ministry, then please sow into our ministry to help us to further advance the gospel. Uh, you can see the giving options there, the YLM mobile app, which you can get from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Also, Cash App, dollar sign, Yes Lord M. You can text the word GIVE to 1-844-948-3895. You can also go to the YLM Connect website and you can actually click the donate button and give that way. Uh, you can also give right there on Facebook. There's a donate button on Facebook that you can utilize. You can also write checks and money orders. Write them to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425, Union, Jersey 07083. Include your driver's license number and the expiration date for processing purposes. And I also encourage you to connect with us using our social media channels, uh, using our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, our Wyla mobile app. Just connect with us. We have some exciting things that are underway, especially within the next couple of months. Uh, this, as you saw the announcement, uh, this month on the 18th, we will be celebrating 28 years 28 years as a ministry, as a faith community. And so we want you to join us in person. If you are in the New York, New Jersey area, uh, we want you to join us in person uh, because we will be celebrating in person 
for the first time in about three years. Wow, time has passed. And But we want to get together and we want to give God glory for carrying us as a ministry, as a family for the past 28 years uh, because God has truly been faithful to us. And also, uh, we have our Destiny Conference 2022 coming up. And so you definitely want to go and register for that Destiny Conference 2022. Uh, and so uh, materials will be put out uh, to actually advertise that and to let you know how you can register. If you go on your phone to the ylmconnect.org uh, website, uh, you can actually uh, click. There's a next steps button. You can click that and it actually will take you to the registration page for the Destiny Conference 2022. Uh, and so, so excited about everything that's happening. Even this Sunday, if you are in the New York, New Jersey area, uh, we will be online at 8.30 a.m. for our Sunday morning worship service. But then right after that, we're going to be going with Apostle Willie Talbert to Christ Temple to fellowship with them there as they celebrate their church anniversary. And so we are so excited about all that God is doing with us, through us, and for us. And we want you to be a part of what God is doing. And so just uh, just be blessed and refreshed. This has been such an amazing time with you. And I look forward to joining you on next week. God bless. Partner with YLM Financially using the following methods. Text giving. Text GIVE to 1-844-948-3895. GiveLify. Search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kenilworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click Donate. Cash App. Dollar sign Yes Lord M. Mail checks or money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, P.O. Box 425. Union, New Jersey, 07083. You're invited to our Sunday morning virtual worship experience at 8.30 a.m. Every Sunday night at 6.30 p.m., join us for our Sunday night Ignite service. Every Wednesday morning from 5.30 a.m. to 5.45 a.m., join us for corporate prayer. Our call-in number is 716-427-1096. And the access code is 172268-POUND. Every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m., join us for Spread the Bread Bible Study as we dive into the Word of God. Subscribe to our podcast, YLM Sermon of the Week, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. On behalf of our senior leaders, Apostle Willie Talbert, Apostle Mamie S. Talbert, Lead Pastor Steve Talbert, and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family. Thank you for joining us and welcome home.